can be carrying weight and have rest in your soul. You can be carrying things. You can be going through stuffs. You can be going, listen to me. I was reading a place in the Bible in Jeremiah. It was quite interesting for me. That's the problem. Every time I start because I come under the influence of the Holy Spirit, I don't follow the note. I never finish the note. But let's, let's just do that. I, I didn't plan to talk about it, but let's read it about this rest for your soul. Because there was a man called Jeremiah. He was in prison. Talking about open heavens. Talking about your body can be in, you can be among the captives, but you are free. You can be among everybody's closed eyes in captivity, have burdens, but you are free. Yeah. Jeremiah was in prison and he was buying lands. He was buying lands in prison. He, was, he became an estate survey. He was, what do you call it, real estate businessman in the prison. Let's read that. Before we go on today, it's very critical. I feel the Lord wants us to read it. Jeremiah. Mm -hmm. Praise the Lord. Jeremiah 32. From verse 1. Quickly. Let's just do a quick read this morning. The word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord. If you don't, if you're not there, just look up. Let's read together. It's a long read. In the tenth year of Zedekiah, king of Judah, which was the eighteenth year of Nebuchadnezzar. Uh-huh. For then the king of Babylon, army besieged Jerusalem, and Jeremiah the prophet was shut up in the court of the prison. He was shut up. He was locked up, physically locked up in the court of the prison, which was in the king of Judah's house. So the king said, this man, we don't know him. He's a mighty prophet. So don't put him in the general prison. Put him in the one in my house. For then the, uh, for the, the God, king of Judah had shut him up, saying, wherefore does thou prophesy? And say, thus said the Lord, behold, I will give this city to the hand of the king of Babylon. And he shall take it. How can you prophesy? You are going to be in prison in my own house. So that when I wake up in the morning, I will ask after you, are you still there? They will say yes. When I'm going to bed, I will check again. Read on. And Zedekiah, the king of, of Judah, shall not escape out of the hand of the Chaldeans, but shall surely be delivered into the hand of the king of Babylon, and shall speak with him mouth to mouth, and his eyes shall behold his eyes. Can you see that? Okay, let's go on. And he shall lead Zedekiah to Babylon, and there shall he be until I visit him, said the Lord. Though ye fight with the Chaldeans, ye shall not prosper. Uh -huh. And Jeremiah said, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Behold, Anamel, the son of Shalom, thy uncle shall come unto thee, saying, Buy thee my field, that is in Anatot, for the right of redemption. So while the king put him in prison, in his own house, God said to him, I'm sending somebody to sell you land. You are going to be doing business in the prison in the king's house. I'm going to deal with the king. I will prosper you in his house. So while the king could not sleep, while the king was watching, God was speaking, get ready for business. Sometimes you are so carried away with your condition that when God is telling you, prepare for business, you are not ready. Not ready? Open eyes. So... You will think that God will be telling him how to get him out of the prison. You will think that God will be talking to him on how to change his situation. But God was saying to him, stay in the prison. You are going to sign a deal in the prison. Next verse. So Anamel, my uncle's son, came to me in the court of the prison. According to the word of the Lord. And said unto me, 
buy my field. I pray thee, I beg you. That is in Anatot, which is in what? Uh-huh. And I bought the field of Anamel, my uncle's son, in Anatot. And I weighed him the money, 17 shekels of silver, yes? And I subscribed the evidence, and I sealed it, and I took witness. So he was calling the, the, the police. He was calling the soldiers. I said, guys, you need to be my witness now. Can you come quickly? Where's Ernest? Come, 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 come. Where's Nii? Come, 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 come. Where's Roland? Oh, yeah, come. They are this one that are holding me down. Oh, yeah, run, 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 run. These are the soldiers. These are the soldiers with their guitars and their guns. Guiding me in the prison. Jeremiah was calling them. Say, come. I want to buy a land now. You people, your role will quickly change. You will be the one signing. You'll be my witness while I sign. When the heaven opens over you, those who are meant to watch you till you die will watch you sign deals that nobody can stop. Go back to your seat. And I hear the voice of the Lord saying to me, it is done. I hear the word of the Lord coming to me strongly like it came to Jeremiah in prison in the house of the king. I don't know what you have been believing God for. I don't know what you have been asking God for. I don't know what you think you are in. It seems like no, no way out. I hear the Lord say, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. Someone is coming. Get ready. Tell somebody, get ready. I don't know how your document is going to come, but get ready. I don't know. I don't know how it's going to come, but just get ready. When you see them, they're not coming to arrest you. They're coming to make you shine. No, don't, don't be afraid anymore. Just walk with boldness. Just walk around and say, nobody can get me out of here. Nobody can throw me out of here. Nobody can get me out because I know the word of the Lord has come to me. When you believe whatever you are believing God for, say with me, I receive it, Lord. How did we get here? Rest for your soul. So yeah. Oh, pastor. This is my brother, huh? This guy, this guy, this guy. We talk afterwards. So Jesus was not telling you I will take away your burdens. If I say, come unto me. He said, my yoke is easy. And my burden is light. So he has burdens for you to carry. That's what we don't know. He said, but the difference is that the burden of Jesus... It's easy. It's yoke. It's easy. It's burden. So you have a light burden from Jesus to carry. But don't forget, it's a what? It's a burden. He didn't hide it. So if Jesus did not hide the truth of his word, why should I hide it as his representative? And that's why when you come to church, people will tell you, no, don't, don't worry. Some things you will grow to know. No, 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 no. Jesus told them from day one. From day one. He said, if any man will follow me, let him deny himself and come and carry the burden. So how come you come to church and from the first day you don't know what giving your life to Jesus really means? One of the warnings I got from the Lord, God, God told me, he told me, he said, don't deceive anybody into the kingdom. How does, I said, Lord, how do you mean? He said, don't tell them, you know, come, 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 Jesus will do it for you. He said, no, tell them how it is. Because by the time they come in and the things are not done, then they are disappointed. 
Tell them, brother, your family will leave you. Jesus said, if any man, he said, he said, if you follow me and your family has not left you, your friend has not left you, he said, you are not ready. And the Lord said, tell them what I told them. I've not changed my mind. So when you come to church and you say, Pastor, you know why? Uh, why? Why I'm not really very, very busy with the church? Because all my friends I used to party with are no longer there and I don't have new friends in church. I say that's part of the burden. That's part of the burden of Jesus. So God was not talking to Jeremiah on how to get him out of prison. Escape through door 24. No. He was talking to him that in that same prison, you are going to, be, you are going to have an office in the prison. Where you are going to be signing things and buying things and giving people money in the prison. So sometimes you may think that you are in a very critical situation and nobody is helping you. All you just need to do is, Lord, open my eyes. Amen. I have to jump in a lot of things. My wife was telling, to, telling me yesterday, she said, what's wrong with you? Are you this guy? I, I don't know what's your problem. Because... When we got the invitation, my wife said, ah, this time we will see the limit of your teaching grace. Because I've never had enough time. Never. So when they give me an appointment to minister, it's like it's not enough. So this time around, even me, I said, Lord, this time is too much. So when the Lord gave me all the things he wanted me to teach, I now started looking for some extra note myself. And I got some notes and I added them. And I said, you know, when I finish teaching all these things that God said to me, and there's so much time in this meeting, I will now start teaching those ones. And I'm surprised that I've not even gone halfway the things the Lord gave to me. So when we got to the hotel yesterday, my wife said to me, she said, ha! I said, me too, I thought I will finish it. So I have to jump some things this morning. But I thank the Lord for the servant of God in this house. Because I know the things that I am skipping, the Lord has prepared him already. And some of them we heard yesterday through God's servant, through even this short prayer this morning. And I swear I, am, I, I just I skip it with joy. So quickly I will talk about the blessedness of open eyes in maybe 30 minutes. And then I will try to summarize supernatural harvest under open heavens. Can I hear amen? amen? I will say this to you. Please look at me. While I was coming, this morning I quickly drove to Rotterdam and ministered and then drove back. And while I was driving back this morning, the Lord said to me, warn my children. And I said to the Lord, all this Friday, Saturday, what have you been doing? Lord, how can I come and be warning them on a Sunday morning? After we have all cried, even me, I wept. Do you know when I got back to church this morning in Rotterdam and I was just sharing with the brethren, I broke down in tears based on the things the Lord was doing here. That was why I knew that I'm not just here to preach to you. Some things happened in me. I wept during the worship. I wept. I wept. We could not stop worshiping Jesus. It was just about Jesus. And then I was sharing, and I was sharing. Suddenly I came to a point. I broke down. 
I could not hold it again. I wept. So I said to the Lord, we have been weeping. Even this morning I wept. What is the warning? And the Lord said, tell them, under open heaven, you have to be careful what you sow. And I'm saying that with all. I will come back to that. I pray the Lord will give me grace to do so. He said, under open heaven. Under open heavens. Be careful what you sow. By words. By actions. Into your own life. Into your children. Into your husband. Into the church. Because the ground is ready for harvest. And whatever you put in will come forth. If you sow good, you will reap it. If you sow evil or carelessness and just say, yeah, I don't even know. Be guided how you speak. You will see it. I mean it. God told me. If I were you, I would just be speaking good. I would just be speaking positively. I would, because those are seeds that you are sowing in this season. Can somebody say, Lord, help me under this open heaven to sow right. So I'm not talking about money. Yeah? I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about real things. And that was the warning God gave me. Ah, Even me, my thought changed. My mind changed. My heart changed. The things I thought are not possible in Holland, I begin to see them becoming possible. The things I thought, I said, oh, I began to see them. And I began to speak them. And I began to sow them. Because under this open heaven, oh, mighty manifestation. The blessedness of open heaven. Judges chapter 15. Verse 9 to 15. The blessedness of open faces and open heaven. The blessedness. The wonderful thing. I think this is my brother, brother John. Pastor John, good to see you. Yeah, sit down, sit down, sit down. I couldn't hold it. It's my, when you see your Rotterdam companions, you become happy. Welcome and your wife, welcome in Jesus' name. I don't know him very closely, oh. uh, but I know him from my father and I love him and his wife. God bless you, sir. Where are we? Yeah, we are together. Judges 15. Judges what? 15. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So let's go to Judges 15 from verse 9. From 9, verse 9. Then the Philistines went up and pitched in Judah and spread themselves in Lehi. Uh-huh. And the men of Judah said, we, Why are ye come against us? And they answered to him, Bind Samson. And we come up to do to him as he has done to us. Yes. Then 3,000 men of Judah went to the top of the rock, Etam, and said to Samson, Knowest thou not that the Philistines are ruler over us? What is this that thou hast done unto us? And he said unto them, as they did unto me, so have I done unto them. Yes. And they said unto him, We are come down to bind thee, that we may deliver thee into the hand of the Philistines. And Samson said unto them, Swear unto me that you will not fall upon me yourselves. Uh huh. And they spake unto him, saying, No, 
but will bind thee fast and deliver thee into their hand, but surely will not kill thee. And they bound him with two new cords, specially purchased, not from Kawai or Gamma. This is specially made. And brought him up from the rock. Yes, verse 14. And when he came unto Lehi, the Philistines shouted against him. Ha ha. Under open heaven, that is a manifestation of the spirit. He said, and the spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him. And the cause that were upon his arms became as flags that was burnt with fire. And his band loose from all his hands. Yes. And he found a new jawbone. The spirit came. Everything that was binding him was loose. But that was not enough. You know, some of us have experienced the power of the spirit. Some of us, we are free now. You are free from sin, free from lying, free from fornication, free from everything. But there is still one more thing the Lord wants to do. He wants to open your eyes to see what men have despised that you will use to conquer the enemy. And he found a new jawbone, just a jawbone of an ass, and put forth his hand. How will you think that a jawbone of an ass just here can become a weapon of destruction? How will you think that a jawbone, I'm not even talking about the hip of the bone, I'm not talking about here, I'm talking about just the jawbone. Huh? Because this is my jaw. You know how big a ass is. How big is that jawbone? How would you have expected a man to see a jawbone of an ass against 1,000 people and be happy that I found a weapon? If not for the Holy Spirit. Even men who had AK-47 and double barrels can do less because at some point, your bullets will finish. You can't carry 1,000 bullets. No. So how will you see your bone? So when the spirit came, the spirit gave him the strength to tear all the ropes apart. He became free. But more than it, the blessedness of open heaven, the spirit opened his eyes. I said, look at the new job bone. What you need is just this job bone. Take it. There are things that we need to conquer the enemy, but we have despised them. Because our eyes were closed. And took it. And with this jawbone, he slew a thousand men. One thousand men. One thousand soldiers. One thousand trained men. What God can do when your eyes are open. What God can do in Netherlands with this young sister. Who just came to do a master program. And you are thinking, ah, the masters is almost over. They will deport me very soon. And you are looking, oh God, what can I do? My sister, you say, well, I had good grades. I had seven, I had eight, I had nine. But that is not enough. That is the rope falling off. So the rope has been taken off. Now what you need to now start doing is say, Lord, open my eyes. I need something around me. I need something I can lay hold on. When I lay hold on it, it does not matter how many men are gathered against me. With this simple tool, thousand men will be down. The blessedness of open eyes. 
because heaven can be open the spirit can descend but if you don't see what god wants you to see you will be in captivity heaven can open and jesus himself saying this is my son this is what i want to do but if your eyes are closed if your eyes are not open the enemies will triumph maybe in your family you have been going through struggles every time you take one step forward you see seven steps backwards it's the day you are about to connect to that greatness that something stupid will happen remember a brother a wonderful man he had he, oh god wonderful many years ago when when you travel abroad it's like you have become the savior of the family you know those things those from, you know that when you travel many years now everybody travel whether through cotono or through river everybody travel <laughs> then it was a serious thing if you if your village can produce one man abroad whatever is doing abroad that village gets on the map really and this brother got in fact he was he used to play music in jaws he's a brother in jaws he used to play guitar and some white men came i'm talking about in the 80s and they saw the way this young boy was displaying and displaying and displaying oh what a wonderful talent they made all the arrangements to get him to us to go and start up a studio the man will have become one of the names and then his father and his mother were traveling to meet him at the airport in Kano to say bye to him on their way from the village going to the airport they had accident and died he was waiting his brother waiting somebody i know personally waiting to step in it was their call about to board and he heard that his father and his mother just died he said i can't go now no it's not possible how can i go where am i going i lost pain will i be crying in the plane no he came back till today he has been grounded friends if you want to claim that there are nobody offend me i don't offend anybody you are deceiving yourself there are some people who hate you because your marriage is working just they just hate you yeah is the only one every time you see her mm, hello, hello hello my husband my husband uh look at the way uh, what? they just hate you they say, ah, come you met us in this country you met us in this country you are you you got here in this country we saw him trekking with bicycle we saw him all of us were driving bicycle together now he has a car you and they just hate you and you I, and you are careless with your prayer life you say well i just thank god and they are, they are the same people you give testimony to you say do you know i've just been promoted in my office and they say mm, okay 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 they are boiling inside and they're looking at you and you are not fortifying yourself in the spirit you are not asking god to open your eyes you are not asking the lord to strengthen you out of zion you are not asking they came and bind this brother his own brothers they, they told him look we cannot do anything sorry we have to deliver you we won't kill you but we deliver you if samson could not see 
That was his end. He would have died long before Delilah. Because sometimes, you see, even the enemy could not kill him. He killed himself. His pleasure killed him. His desire killed him. No, not Delilah. Which Delilah? It was pleasure. Desire. Some of us have been grounded because of our desire for alcohol. Our desire for money. Our desire for women. Your desire is what is grounding you. That you cannot get. Even the enemy. Listen. What Satan cannot do, sin can do it. Ask the children of Israel. He brought Balaam. He said, Balaam, curse them. When Balaam opened his mouth to curse, he will start blessing. Ha! Even the Balaam was, and the Balak was angry. He said, look, I can't curse those who God has blessed. There are powers that cannot contend unto you, contend against you. Under open heavens, no demon, no principality can. But you be careful for Zikta. Watch out. Because what Satan cannot do, sin will do. And what he did, what did he do? He said, just get them to mix with the women of Moabite and sleep with them. That's all. And they did. They were trapped at Shittim. Numbers 25. They were committing immorality, marrying beautiful women. They pushed beautiful women to them. And God himself came down to kill them. Not the devil. Don't set yourself up against God. Because I know, listen to me, under this open heaven, if you are truly following the Lord, Satan cannot kill you. I have come to a covenant with God. The day you hear that I've gone to be with the Lord, it has nothing to do with Satan. No? It's God calling me home. I've been in accidents before. I was sharing with them in church this morning. I told them I was in an accident. 4 a.m. in the morning, long buses. You are familiar with it. Uncle John, I know you know these buses. Running from north to south, I was traveling. Somewhere I had an accident in the night. People died. I was crying. God kept me. When I came out, I asked the devil. I said, why do you have to kill these people because of me? Because I knew I was the target. Those in my pain. In my pain. I had people that were partially almost dying, crying for help. I had to be ministering to them and getting them saved. In my pain, 4 a.m. in the morning, in the jungle. I was rushed to the hospital. I had 15 stitches on my mouth. And then I called, I was dating this sister then. <laughs> sister Irene. That's how it was there. His sister, when you see from afar, you have to greet. No hugging, no holding. It's not the one that people are doing now. You are even, even more closer than married people. You see, yeah, you see sisters now. You see, yeah, you see sisters who are not married with brother. You even living together. You are not married. You are living together. I'm sorry. It's not in the scripture. You are giving yourself over to the Philistine to destroy you. The foundation of that marriage is already faulty. Whatever you build on it is a matter of time. It will crash land. 
That's why I, I don't know why he used to love me before now he doesn't love me anymore. Because you sold yourself too cheap, particularly sisters. Particularly. Sister Irene was dating. I was in Nigeria. She comes to Nigeria. And when she comes, to keep the holiness, I will give brothers, my younger brother and his friend, I will give them money and say, please help me take her to a restaurant in town to just have a good time. And I will be, they will go, take her. My brother likes those kind of things with his friend. <laughs> they will drive and go. They will eat. They will do everything and come back. Because the flesh is weak. The spirit is willing. I, I did not believe, I did not trust this flesh that I will be looking at such a beautiful woman like this. Eyeball to eyeball over a cup of coffee and ice cream. And I will allow her to go free. I didn't think so. So it is better to avoid it. Because if brother David, who had like four wives, only saw somebody's wife baiting, a wife of a man, and look at the calamity he brought upon his own family. He slept with her, killed the husband, and God appeared to him. One thing about God, He will allow you to finish all the nonsense you want to do before He will appear. Adam, where are you? Keep your life according to the word of God. It was my personal responsibility to ensure I did not hug her. Hug. Huh? In fact, the day she landed, I traveled. Ask her, she's here. The day she landed, because I saw the way the flesh was reacting. I traveled, I was in Kaduna. She called me, it was my birthday. Hello, where are you? I said, I just traveled for a missionary trip. I'm coming back in four days' time. When I came back, the Holy Spirit had broken all the pride and all the desires of the flesh. The only day she was, the day I hugged her was the day she was going. She was at the airport. I was at this other side close to immigration, and I waved to her, looking at her, and then she looked at me and said, okay. I said, okay, we can hug you. <laughs> really? These principles are from the foundation of our lives, our ministry, our future. Amen. If it works for us, it can work for you. So Samson gave up his own life. Even 1,000 men could not kill him because God opened his eyes. But a girl could deliver him. Shaved his head and delivered him to the enemy. And the moment they took him, what did they do? They took off his eyes. No vision. No vision anymore. When you get to a realm, that's what immorality does. It takes away your vision. That beautiful wife you have in the house become ugly. That's not the focus today. Praise God. Praise God. So the blessedness of open eyes. You discover what you need at the right time to conquer the enemy. Regardless of their numbers. What you need in your marriage. Some sisters, what you just need is to submit. That's all you need. You have been fasting. 
you have been praying. Ho, 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 ho. You say, sister, let us pray together. I don't know what's wrong with my husband. I don't know. Ka, 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 ka. And all you just need under this open heaven is to submit to him. Just to submit. All the prayer is not necessary. When the husband comes from work, you meet him at the door and say, honey, welcome. The first time you will say, ah, what's happening? <laughs> yeah, because it's strange. Because every time he comes, you are, you are in your rapper. Some sisters are so used to that. Amen. Today is the last day of the feast. When your husband is coming, you are coming. You are on your phone. Hello, how are you, your friend? You just come and open the door for him. Hello, welcome. Hello, you don't even greet him. You just open the door. Aha, aha, Angela, how much is that thing they are selling? Hey, your husband. <laughs> and the man will pull down his coat. And, and you say your marriage is not working? May the Lord open your eyes to see that you throw that away. And when your husband comes, say, Welcome, my darling, my love. Oh, welcome, welcome, welcome. I've been waiting for you. Sometimes when I come home like that and I fall into the waiting arms of my wife, oh, oh. Somebody say, Praise the Lord. Some things we need, you do something we are fasting and praying about. It's just, Lord, show me what I need. Some sisters, you say, God, I need a man, I need a man. But the Lord is saying, That character, that character, you fight with everybody in the church. When, even when your brother come and say, Pastor, uh, uh, the Lord just showed me that Sister Tokwe is the one. You say, ah! You say, Pastor, what is the problem? You say, no, no problem, no problem. You say, God told you that, Sister. Well, I, you know, you're a wonderful brother. You're a committed brother. Pray about it. And just because of the reflex action of the pastor, because of the pain, you have caused the man. The man say, ah! The brother will go back reconsidering. That even if it is the will of God, your character has deprived you. Your character. And so, the blessedness of open heaven is that your eyes are open to see the right thing you need. As a student, the right proficiency, whether it's a program, a software, God wants you to learn. That when you learn it, the companies begin to look for you. Something. There is something. Listen to me. Something is still available for you. Around you. Around you. Around you. It was in prison that Jeremiah was buying a land. In prison. Not online. Not on Facebook. Some of us have to go to dating sites to get a wife. This man did not have to go to any dating or what. He was in prison. God, the Holy Spirit is the greatest Google. He said, Wait. Somebody's coming to you now to sell a land to you and buy it. Yeah. Uh. Ah, that's a prophetic word for you. Uh, yeah. Doors are opening up unto you. Doors are opening up unto you, brother. Yeah. Bible says lines are falling unto me in pleasant places. Oh, yeah. I have a goodly heritage. Hallelujah. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you. What do you need? All of us went to school. But what will make you different is what the Holy Spirit has shown you. That when you get to the people, 10 people are on the same job. You know, one time the Lord started teaching me. He said, listen, son, you are going for interview. I said, yes, Lord. He said, there are about 50 children of mine. 
50, all of you are born again. All of you are holy. All of you are righteous. So your prayer, Father Lord, I claim the job. Somebody's praying it also. He's born again. Oh God, I received that job. I said, Go, Lord. Oh Father, Pastor, pray for me. There are more than 50 people doing the same thing. And they're in right standing with God. And what we distinguish is the one who has spent his time wisely. Because there are God's children who have spent their time foolishly. The Bible says, A little sleep, a little slumber. It was not to unbelievers, it was to believers. Because sleep is one of the greatest challenge. Some of us will sleep eight hours huh, in the night. And then the afternoon, you say, I want to nap quickly. You sleep two hours. How many now? <laughs> Ten hours. And then evening, when you have dinner, you say, on the chair, you say, let me quickly sleep again. You sleep two hours. How many now? <laughs> By the time you are 40, you have spent 20 hours of your life, 20 years sleeping. By the time you are, you are 40, and that's what, that's what some things can happen to us. We say, I collect social, I'm fine. You will sleep and sleep and sleep and sleep. By the time you are 50, you have slept 25 years. Yeah. Sleep, I mean, you have been unconscious for 25 years. So, you, have, you are only 25 years old. <laughs> really, that's why men are behaving like children. Yeah. Particularly in our generation now. You see a man, he will get angry and be breaking things and then buy them tomorrow. Is that not foolishness? No matter how you get me angry, I keep my thing properly. <laughs> As, in fact, when you are getting, if you are getting angry, I begin to move my things away. I say, brother, it's not, brother, no, 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 we don't have to fight, we don't have to quarrel, brother, come on. Come on, brother, brother, we, don't, uh, we are brothers, we are brothers. Let there be no quarrel between us. You can go to the left and I go to the Abraham principle. But as he's fighting, you two, you are shouting. Yes, what can you do? Yes, yes, yes. And things are breaking. And tomorrow, both of you will come down to start buying them. Waste money you should use to build lands and buy, buy lands like Jeremiah. When the word of the Lord now comes. Now you are 50. You are not serious with God. And God now says, the word of the Lord came unto me. That somebody is coming to sell me land. No money. <laughs> Jeremiah had something. He said, I had 15 shekels. I have, preserved, I have saved it. So when the word of God came, I had something to accomplish it. Because God gave his word. Great was the company that published it. Amen. What is the Lord saying to you? The blessedness of open eyes. What is God saying concerning ministry? What is God saying concerning your family? What is God saying concerning your career? What is God saying? I was still in the university chilling when the Lord told me, take the newspaper. Check for job adverts. I was in part two or part three. Check for all the job adverts and look at what, what is common. What are they looking for? Whether it's software program, SQL, or whatever, and begin to train yourself in it. So that by the time you graduate, when your mates are now just trying to enroll in the computer school, you're already a professor in it. And when you go out and say, I'm a graduate, I have, praise God, I, I have some, what can you do for us? Pastor, they will ask you, what can you do for us? And you can show them the value you can bring. When others are speaking in tongues, they employ you. That's why the Bible says the children of this world are in their time wiser than the children of light. Because they spend their time and no excuse. You say, Lord, it's because I was praying. That is why. It was not because you were praying. It was because you did not combine faith, 
diligence and works. Show me your faith with works, without works. I, Paul, will show you my faith with works. Because faith without works is death. The blessedness of open eyes. Some of us, you don't even go for lectures. You are there, you are home, you say, yeah, today I will go tomorrow. And you know, I just tap the lecture, I will go next tomorrow. And that's how you are postponing the days of your visitation. Postponing the days of honor. Friends, I want to beseech you, Lord, open my eyes to the right thing I need. Oh God, open my eyes to that thing that will change and bring new life to my marriage. Oh God, open my eyes to that thing that will bring new passion to my ministry. Oh God, open my eyes to that thing that will give me grace to conquer the enemy. Someone say, Lord, I can't hear you. Lord, open my eyes. I think we have to run on this quickly because of time. <laughs> Genesis 21 verse 19. Amen. Praise God. Oh, God is wonderful. Verse 19. You know, we, we cannot just exhaust the word of God. He's so sweet. I can spend on this issue. My wife knows that's why she said yes. I can spend the whole day just on that point because it's real. The word of God is real. Somebody said the word of God is real. Genesis 21, verse 19, and I read very quickly. And God, that was a woman, because of time I cannot tell you, called Agai. You know Agai? You know Agai? May God not allow Agai to live with you as a married woman. Say amen. A guy was the housemaid of Sarah. And Sarah said, Daddy Abraham, I know the promises of God, but it's delaying. It's taking too long. I, I want a child. I want to hear the cry of a child here. Meanwhile, listen to this. The Lord told me this and I wept. Abraham had about 300 men in his house that were born. The Bible said they were born in his house. So that means this man was asking God for men. You know that women are always more than men. In this church, I think it's balanced. Pastor is doing well. <laughs> so if 300 men were born, that should be like close to 500 women. So that means Abraham had to name them. Had to circumcise them. And yet he was asking God for one. That one never came. But God had to take him through the discipline. While he's waiting, and say, he may be praying, Father, I'm only asking you for one child. Ah, they will come to me and say, ah, Daddy, Daddy, Abby, Daddy, Abby, oh God just blessed us with twins. He had to stop prayer and follow them to go and name them, to go and circumcise them. He did that for at least, I know, 300 men. And he was asking God for, sometimes you can be asking God for one thing, and it's not coming. Don't be discouraged. Because these 300 men, what are their names? Huh? But that one, what is his name? It does not matter what you are born in. Ahead of me. It does not matter how you say, ah, I have twins. I have, oh, when we go do your own. I'm waiting for the child of promise. 
I'm waiting for the one that the word, God will be the God of Isaac. The one that God will identify with. The one that God will say the God of Abraham. The God of Isaac. Not the God of Ishmael. That's the one I'm waiting for. Don't be in a hurry. Wait on him. Wait. But it came to a point we are all human beings. We are all humans. And then Mama Sarah say, see a guy. And you know men? He say, yeah? Are you sure? Opportunity. Are you sure? Sarah, it's you. It's not me. You are the one that said it. I should go. Said, I should go. Sarah, you are sure? He went. That old man, Pam, Ishmael came. And then her guy became Mama. When Sarah calls, excuse me, I don't have time. I'm busy. I'm taking care of my baby. Sorry, I don't have time. And then, no, 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 no. You have to go. So she had to leave. She got to the desert. No water. No food. The child was dying. She put the child away. And turned. Let the child die. I won't watch my child die. What did the verse say? And God opened her eyes. And she saw a well of water. And she went and filled the bottle with water. And gave the lad to a drink in the desert there is a well there Amen. what you need is that your eyes be open in that course that people say no job that is a job oh in that land where they say nobody give their life to Christ there that place is a dry land no that is a ministry there Ah, when they say nobody can get married in your family, you that is a husband waiting for you. Ah, oh, you will never have a child. Ah, there are children waiting for you. All you need, Lord, open my eyes. Don't relocate me. Some of you are running to London, running to England, running to Belgium. Oh, that's why my wife was shouting. My time is gone. You didn't see what I saw. God opened my eyes to see that I have 10 minutes more. <laughs> Somebody say amen. amen. <laughs> you didn't see it. I saw it. Somebody say, Lord, open my eyes. The miracle is in the desert. Yeah. Wherever I stop, I stop. Amen. amen. Every time I go out to preach, I ensure that the first five minutes is I've delivered most of what God wants me to deliver. Because sometimes the time does not go out on you, but the pastor stops you deliberately. Say, what you are preaching is too hard. Time up. <laughs> but you have delivered what God wants you to deliver. Okay. So, number two, you see the provision of what you need. And number three, 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 19 to 17. We cannot read it. But there was a time a servant of God was coming to be arrested. They call his name Elijah. Elisha. They surrounded everywhere with soldiers. And then the, the servant was crying, Geazi. Ah, what are we going to do? He just called him and said, Geazi, come here. He said, Lord, open his eyes. When he saw the presence of God, angels, warring angels around, surrounding, the, surrounding those who have surrounded you, I saw Geazi started whistling. <laughs> and the soldiers were, Hello! 
Young man, your hands down, hands down. Your hands behind your head. Hallelujah for the Lord our God. Dear man, see, what gives you confidence in the midst of opposition is what you have seen. Hallelujah. What you have seen. So, hey, hey, hey. Say, hallelujah for the Lord our God. You can be in the midst of the enemy and be having barbecue. And the enemy is raging. I say, hey, listen to me. You there, you there, you there. We are here already. You don't laugh. He prepares a table before me. In the presence of my enemy. My cup. Run it over. When God opened his eyes, the story changed. What is the blessedness of open eyes? Number one. Praise God. Time is up. I have five minutes more. And I want to use that five minutes to finish other things. Is it okay? Okay, I'll just say it. Number one, you see what you need to conquer the enemy. Number two, you see the provision of what you need in the midst of lack. In the midst of nothing. Like the woman that met Elijah. She said, what do you have in your house, Elijah? The woman dipped. What do you have in your house? He said, I don't have anything. He said, you have oil. It was a small oil that made her a whole merchant. She paid all her debt, fed her children, sent them to the best school. She never knew that that small pot of oil in the house was the miracle needed. There are things in you, there are values in you, there are potentials in you, there are things around you that God needs to open your eyes to. The moment you can see them, your life is transformed. That is the blessedness of open eyes. I sometimes we are praying. I say, God bless me, bless me, bless me. Right? I say, Lord, open my eyes to the things I need. Number three, you have the reassuring presence of God. The presence. Your presence is heaven to me. The presence of God. So when the enemy surrounds you, that's why David said, even when a, a, a host of army come against me, say, I will not be moved. Say, I will not be moved. It's the one thing I've desired of the Lord. That one thing will I seek after to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire of his holy temple. Oh, he said, A thousand may be on my right hand side and ten thousand on my left. He said, This shall not come against me. No, it's not possible because I'm confident of the one who surrounds me. Was it not Paul that was traveling? And after all manner of complication, wahala trouble on the sea, people were almost dying. He said, somebody appeared to me in the night. I saw what you did not see. An angel came to me and said, no life will be lost. Was any life lost? No. When he came out, a beast was waiting for him. And then he was just trying to warm himself by the fire and the beast, ah! got his hand. He looked at the beast and said, I shake it off because I have seen something that nobody has seen. When you see something when no one has seen, nobody, no man, no demon, no principality will be able to shut you down. Amen. I was traveling to go and meet my wife to get married. After all these sacrifices, brother, after waiting, after waiting, after doing everything and that day of the wedding, I was traveling from Port Harcourt. She had already arrived in Nigeria and was in my degree. Uh, when he was in my Duguri, I was flying from Potako to my Duguri to go and now marry this woman that I've waited long enough for. Oh, my spirit, my body, everything in my soul was in alignment. Waiting. Spiritually, physically. And we got mid-air. I don't know if you know this footballer called John Fashano. He was sitting, he was he's a popular Nigerian footballer a long time ago. He was sitting opposite me in the plane. It was a small plane. We were flying from from, from 
where somewhere in Portacot Airport, Air Force Base. And we got mid here, brother. The plane came down. Everybody started screaming. Hey, Jesus, Muhammad. Before the thing happened, I was studying the word of God. I was reading my Bible in the plane. The plane came down. I crossed my leg. The devil said to me, ah, all this your spirituality has ended. You have ended. Somebody else will marry your wife. I said, okay. <laughs> so you, you had the opportunity that time. You were doing holiness. Now you will have done it then and the person now. So that at least if you die, you go to heaven. I said, you are wasting your time. I sat down there reading. After a few minutes, I did not pray. He didn't tell me it was time to come home. I did not pray. Somewhere along the line, the plane stabilized. People started borrowing my Bible. Excuse me, can I, can I have your Bible, please? I gave it to them. Because it's not about this one. There's something on the inside. So I gave them. I said, take, 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 take. While I was there, I was reciting the ones. Oh, greater is he that is in me than he that is. I was meditating upon the word of the Lord. I shall not die, shall live to declare the goodness of the Lord. This is what the word of God says. Oh, he said, he said, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of my God, it's my refuge and my fortress. My God in him. I was just saying those things. When the plane landed, John Fashano came and hugged me. He said, hey, everybody wait. When I saw this man in the plane with the Bible, I knew we would land safely. Praise God. I told him, thank you. God made us land safely. It's time to know him. I walked away. What I'm saying is this. When your eyes are open, you will know that all these girls that are dancing around your husband, they are a waste of time. You won't have to go and start fighting them. He said, come out now. Come out! I saw you yesterday. Why did you send text to my husband? You know that what God has given you is forever. No demon. No, in fact, just look at your husband when he's trying to play game, when his phone is ringing and he's running up and down. Just look at him and smile. I look at him and say, I know it's difficult. It's not time to say, fire, fire, Lord, fire. And be following him. No, 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 don't fire him. Just you are sure that he that keepeth Israel does not sleep, does not slumber. As long as you serve him faithfully, as long as you love him, he said, because you have set your love on him, he will honor you. Say, he that that, that, that serveth my father, him will my father honor. How can God honor you with disgrace? How can a girl be, be sharing what God has given to you with you? It's a reality. And once you understand it, you just walk in it. It's, it's, it's settled. And wherever you go, you go in the name of the Lord. For blessed is he who cometh in the name of the Lord. I commend you to God and to the word of his grace which is able to build you up and to give you and inheritance among them that are sanctified. I want to make this call this morning as I close. We can't do supernatural harvest now. This is what God wants us to do. 
I will do it with you at home. Okay? And it's okay. But this call, perhaps you are here. You have not been here the last two days. Because I know it is impossible to be under this open heaven and not know Jesus in the last two days. Maybe you are here today, the last day of the Feast of Grace. And your life with Jesus is not the way it should be. I've mentioned three things. It is impossible to have them. It is impossible for your eyes to be opened if you don't know Jesus. As we close our eyes in prayer, talk to the Lord. I will invite Pastor Farai to come and pray. But just talk to the Lord and make it right with him. Tell him, Lord, I surrender my life to you. I give you everything. These things are already there. Your eyes just need to be opened. That's why I'm not praying for any special prayer. That's no special ministration. Whatever it is you are believing God for, that money, that house, that ministry, that calling, that work with God, that marriage, that child, whatever is already there. You just need your eyes to be open to it. Lord, open my eyes. Talk to the Lord this morning. Talk to the Lord this afternoon. Lord, I surrender all to you. Lord, I give you my spirit, my soul, and my body. Lord, I ask you, come and take charge. Take a hold of me. I surrender my life to you. The worst thing that can happen to you is to hear this word. And yet live in captivity. Captivity of your own will. Captivity of sin. Captivity of struggle. When God has made things available for you. Why not just say, Lord, I surrender all. I surrender all. I surrender all. I surrender all to you this morning, Lord.